0: and bonus content
1: that's right it's the bonus content harmonica that we all know and love
0: yes just as you've all we've become,
1: always had
0: become accustomed to in all of our bonus content. That's right.
1: Uh, tell us about what we're doing today.
0: So here's what we're going to do, listeners. For we're, you, for, by the way. For you. This isn't for the us. Cookies. Yeah. This is because we know that you rely on, uh, on content So, there is an episode uh, that's fairly well-known from the original series called The Trouble with Tribbles. It deals with Tribbles and the trouble with them. Yes. There is also an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine called Trials and Tribulations, wherein the crew of Deep Space Nine somehow goes back in time and ends up in the episode from original series i don't remember exactly how it's supposed to work jack hasn't seen any episodes of deep space nine yet so it'll be correct it'll be fun to see uh if you have any questions other than just what the fuck so what we're going to do listeners we're going to watch the original series episode trouble with tribbles then we'll come back we'll talk about that for a minute and then we'll take another break watch the other episode and come back for a wrap-up
1: yeah so here's what i know going into it i've never seen the original trouble with tribbles but it's like kind of ingrained in the zeitgeist yeah and so i know it's about like they get pets or something that are like these like furball things but then they like they breed too fast and there's trouble with them
0: that's pretty much Um, it The Trouble with Tribbles. (laughs) Who put the bop in the bop shabop shabop? Who put the dip in the dip to dip to dip Who put the Tribbles in the quadratrity-keli? Who put the Klingons in the bad swarthy makeup? Who was that man? I'd like to shake his hand. He made my baby fall in love with me.
1: That's good, man.
0: Thanks. great shit i'm proud of that uh, <laughs> yeah
1: that's i was
0: gonna open with this show is so fucking weird um, it's incredibly weird but i really think this episode is pretty fucking good honestly I liked it a lot <laughs> the acting was quite good um the writing is bizarre nonsense especially the who the fuck is in charge here
1: yeah, it's really unclear like who has any authority over anything
0: at all. So because our 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 bureaucrat guy is a Starfleet person. He's the undersecretary of grains or whatever for Starfleet. Oh no,
1: he's the he's the but he's a federation that, think, person. He's Right, he's, right. He's not from the military, he's from the government.
0: But Federation and Starfleet are the same thing. No, the Feder- no? Starfleet
1: is the military arm of the Federation.
0: Is that the distinction? I think so. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. I guess. It was still. It was so fucking weird. Just really fucking weird. Um. So we get we get a good job, Spock, right out of right the right out of the jump. It's it's
1: made this. Several moments in this episode made me realize that Data just completely stole Spock's act. Um
0: yeah, he kind of does. And as yeah. as Next Generation goes on, Data gets his own personality, but yeah, the 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 seed of Data is just fucking Spock. Although I think I
1: like Spock better as a character because he's got a little bit of an edge to it when he starts doing stuff, when he starts spouting off like his facts and figures. He's kind of like he's kind of being a dick yeah like we're data i mean i think we i think we talked about in one of our regular episodes like oh we're just going to assume that data has an extremely dry sense of humor and he's doing it to fuck with people spock has like a is like a he's 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 kind of a bad boy um, which I like. It's,
0: it's much more. It's much more in the text. Yeah. That that idea that Spock is being a douchebag, whereas for Data, we just kind of have to make that decision on our own and choose yes. to believe
1: it. Yeah. It's very much textual in the in the performance that Leonard Nimoy is giving that he is contemptuous a little bit and at the very least like has a chip on his shoulder, you know.
0: So Chekhov is in that first scene when uh, Spock shuts him down for using a metaphor. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's illogical <laughs> to use metaphors, which I forgot to like. See if Spock ever used a metaphor later in the episode, but I bet he does. I bet
0: I'm he does. sure. I'm sure he does. If not in this, po- if if not in this episode, then at some fucking point yeah. he definitely does. Yeah. Um. Also, I love the fact that I, one of the things that occurred to me about Chekhov because I don't think that he's been at least a major player in any of the original series episodes that we've watched so far yeah but this one's Um, like way later
1: in the series than where we've yeah what
0: we've watched so far i i think that having a russian in the cast counts as diversity for 1960 whatever they have a
1: black woman too
0: (laughs) yeah no, that's that. This show is is remarkably progressive. They've got a guy who's from the Soviet bloc and a black lady.
1: Yeah, and they they scold him for saying that things were invented in Russia. Apparently, he has like a character tick where he says everything was invented in Russia, <laughs> which I'm sure is like previously established. But it's this is the first He's I've the seen. Dad
0: it. from my fit my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> that's it he just everything comes from russia russia is the home film, of it i'm oh man we're doing that movie for bonus content No, we're not okay yeah we are um have <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop getting so far afield on bonus content dude we did the tiger king there's no such thing as too far afield at this point all right well it can i recommend something at some point for bonus content yeah sure right. but we're not reading a book for a podcast that's all i'm saying i'm sorry i hurt your feelings i didn't mean to i'm sorry
1: i was actually looking at my notes and not making a sad face but it, <laughs> i can see myself in the camera and it definitely looks like i was being really sad
0: <laughs> um so there's an emergency they get called to the space station but it wasn't really an emergency blah blah blah, blah, blah. who fucking cares um we get the inciting incident the introduction of the hair clog animal
1: yep um by well so it is it is sold to uh Ihuru by the what's going on with that guy he's uh he's uh he's a salesman he's like a living cartoon yeah yeah he's like a looney tunes character that has somehow pierced the veil (laughs) into this into star trek
0: (laughs) but like that's what i love about him that's what i like so much of this (laughs) he's awesome also they don't tell us until like act three but his name is cyrano jones with fucking right on yeah that's awesome that's the
1: perfect name for that this big fat grinning moron wearing a trash bag we're in a green trash bag full of pockets.
0: <laughs> and, just, um,
1: and just haphazardly galumphing through life, selling people things. Uh, yeah. He rules. I wish, most I wish there was just a show about him.
0: I started Googling a couple of things while I was watching, but I, I, I kept having to stop to take notes. But I don't know if he appears in any other episodes. But fuck, I would love to hear more about Cyrano Jones. Yeah. I, I would love for the Star Trek universe to expand to the point where it can tolerate a Syria Cyrano Jones spinoff sitcom.
1: Yes. That's absolutely. just about that
0: guy's life. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole show.
1: Yeah. And he just, it's just like a half hour, like a tight 22 minute episode sitcom. Yeah, And it's just every week he thinks he's, he thinks he's found the thing that's going to make him rich as shit. And then and then shenanigans ensue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be fucking dope.
1: Um, um, this is kind of jumping ahead, but there's... Again, this show is so weird because it's like it kind of exists before genres existed, I guess. Because, like, the first act ends in a long slapstick scene with Cyrano Jones stealing wine from the vendor while there's a bar fight going
0: on. That bar fight is so much better than every single fight scene that exists in season one of Next Generation. Oh my God. Vastly
1: better than any action scene, like not even in the same category as any action scene we've seen in uh, Next Generation so far. And then (coughs) it goes to this slapstick thing of him stealing wine and walking through the bar fight and like sort of fat guy dancing his way past all the people flying around him and which fucking rules? It's genuinely very it's funny i actually laughed hilarious it's the first time in the entire time i've done this show where i've laughed at something that the creators of the show wanted me to laugh at <laughs> yeah yeah i think you're right well, the scene right before that, when he goes to the to the shopkeeper, and he's like, I can sell you another Tribble, and the shopkeeper just starts pulling out Tribbles, and keeps pulling them out, and it goes on for way too long, I started yeah. laughing, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm laughing at this show, not because it's stupid, but because it's actually being funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, no, your point, exactly. You're laughing at something you're supposed yeah. to laugh at. and that's at. definitely never happened before. Oh, my God. Um, anyway... Right up right right before that fight scene. I have never I don't think uh seen or heard of a person being emasculated for drinking straight vodka. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the future, Leo. <laughs> it's the future, but also it's the sixties, and alcoholism in the sixties is a fucking problem. Yeah, apparently. Because you got two guys just drinking straight liquor yeah i think it's more of and, like a
1: comment on chauvinism and and saying that oh yeah no it's it's the drink from my home country is actually what the cool people drink
0: yeah but it's just but jesus yeah jesus christ yeah no
1: they're both just drinking like just liquor just just glasses of liquor which hey don't get me wrong i enjoy a glass of scotch and i don't really put anything in it um glass of vodka is pretty tough <laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah i don't know about that um, um god uh yeah, but a glass so, of room temperature vodka well
0: after after the fight when kirk is dressing down the entire crew uh for having the fight the interchange between him and scotty oh my god i want to put that on toast and just eat it oh it's so good <laughs> so fucking good or he's
1: trying to figure out yeah like okay you didn't care when they were insulting me yeah. oh yeah we got to circle back after this and talk about the appearance of the klingons but
0: yeah 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 One yeah. thing at a time
1: um you didn't care thing. Th- i think the- we can
0: we can talk about that in the deep space in our in our recap of the deep space nine episode right well i want to talk about it now a because bit. i'm
1: assuming it's going to be different um but uh um But yeah, he's dressing down like when he's talking to to Scotty and like he's clearly like hurt that the reason Scotty threw the first punch is because they insulted the ship and just let him talk a bunch of shit about him.
0: But also Scotty knows that like you can see it in his eyes where like Scotty knows that I was not provoked by the fact that they were insulting my captain i was provoked by the fact that they insulted my like scotty knows it and kirk knows it and it, it just I uh, there's so much in the dynamic between the two of them in that scene it's just uh, it's it's fucking fantastic great scene
1: yeah because this it doesn't it doesn't have to be just in the dialogue like they don't make a big deal of it um he's just kind of like yeah no that Fuck. Oh. No, so that's that's why? Huh. Okay. Well. Fuck. All right. All right. Um.
0: Thought, thought maybe. Yeah. It's really thought good. Maybe you'd get mad at them for calling your uh, captain a garbage piece of garbage person. But no, you slime devil or whatever. More 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 offended when they insulted your ship. Okay, I get it. Yeah. No, that's fine. No, I don't have feelings. That's that's cool. Um. The, so the trouble, as it were, with the triples themselves. It takes a really long time for that to become a, apparent to anybody how big of a problem that is. I know, like the situation is way out of hand by the time anybody's like, you know, this might be a problem because it's it's several scenes back when Kirk walks into sick bay and McCoy has a bucket of tribbles and he and Kirk's like, I thought you just got right. one tribble and he's like, yeah, now it's eleven of them. Dude, anything, fucking anything that can make 10 copies of itself in 12 hours is terrifying.
1: Their their rate of reproduction is so terrifying. And, it, like, I don't know why, like,
0: they're already all over all of your shit. Like, it's a problem. Yeah, it is clearly a fucking issue. Um. And it's not until Kirk accidentally sits on one on his captain chair that he's like, wait a second. Now they're in my captain chair. Hang on a second. The other thing that I love is that Bones comes in to like update everybody on what he's figured out about the Tribbles and he calls them bisexual.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That is very much a architect or artifact of the times. I wrote I noted that too. That's not what that means. <laughs>
0: that's not what bisexual means, Doc. Yep. That is not what bisexual means. And then, oh, my! this may have been my favorite moment of the entire episode. So they get Cyrano Jones like into the having a talking at you office um, to confront him about the danger of the Tribbles. And Spock makes a comment about the multiplicative proclivities of the Tribbles. Yeah. And just... Fucking kudos to the actor, the way that he delivers this this line, because uh, Spock has, says multiplicative pr- proclivities, which is a very fucking hard thing to say, yeah. uh, and the actor's like, yes, of course they're what, yeah, <coughs> yeah, he, he's
1: playing again, he's playing a, a cartoon of a salesman where he's just like ready to agree with whatever that the Mark just said, and then like, and then spin it, and the in so he. His instinct kicks in, and then he's like, oh, I don't actually know what any of that was. I do not know what you just said. So... (laughs)
0: Um,
1: I really like Shatner's Um... performance in this. Um, And I think... Like, I have a theory that, like, Shatner really hated this episode. (coughs) But him acting... Like, he's acting with such contempt for what he has to do... And it's like perfect for the character. Like you wouldn't be able to tell if he hated the episode or was doing a great job acting because
0: those things are indistinguishable. I don't know if he necessarily hated it, but I get where you're coming from. And I think you may be the moment when he's standing like shoulder deep in just a pile of tribbles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily him hating it or just kind of realizing this is silly this is all very silly yeah um but yeah i i got that in his performance but i agree yeah it kind of fits with the character and it kind of fits with shatner's performance this entire episode because there's none of that like classic stereotypical william shatner melodrama in this episode at all because there's just no room for it it's just all goofy cartoony and very it's just fun like this is just a fun fucking episode yeah
1: it was really fun um yeah. Very funny. Genuinely. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I got a good job Spock.
1: Oh yeah. Another good job Spock where he just immediately knows how many tribbles there are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Settle down dude. Again, just... it's just
1: like, Oh, you just, well, it's also like data was just not a, uh, not a new idea. Yeah. Apparently it was just like, Oh, what if we made Spock not interesting? <laughs> um, Yeah.
0: How is that helpful, Spock? Honestly. Know when to talk, bro. He's just showing off that he can do it. Yeah, he absolutely is. Which, honestly, it fits more with Spock than it does with Data. Because Spock is still... He's half human. He still (coughs) has an ego. So you can explain it in the... He just likes proving that he's fucking smarter than everybody. Like...
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he, like that is in the text in this episode. When the when the fucking asshole from the government is like, "You guys wouldn't know what Triticale is," he's like, "Actually, uh, here's the entire encyclopedia entry on it." Until Kirk's like, "Yeah," he gets the point, man. So it is explicitly in the text that it's like, "Don't tell him he doesn't know something." Yeah. Um,
0: but so let's talk oh. about Klingons.
1: Let's talk about Klingons. Uh, they just look like guys uh-huh. in this era. <laughs> They're just guys. They're actually like better-looking guys than the than the humans basically. Yeah, cuz they're tan. Um, that's kind of the distinction.
0: Yeah, and the only thing that a How Klingon has from... to, the only thing that a Klingon has to do to disguise himself as a human is shave apparently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's one disguised as a human and he's and he, and he's not even like a big guy. He's like a little slight guy. And he's just shaved. Like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Interesting choice to go from that to next generation Klingons. That's all I'm going to say. It's
0: Uh, a massive jump. It's a massive jump. And I don't think there's ever anywhere within the Star Trek universe any really thorough explanation any canonical explanation of why that happens it's literally just, i don't know
1: how you could possibly explain that
0: no makeup was just better in the 80s than it was in the 60s yeah.
1: well i mean spock is wearing vastly more prosthetics than the klingons are i mean the klingons aren't even wearing prosthetics they just have like kind of mongol facial hair yeah that's it that's, that's it. the costume yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, I mean well, the short answer is they made the decision when they were making next generation to do a redesign and again, makeup technology right. had come a long way and they just said fucking YOLO, who cares.
1: Yeah, which I guess is fine like make it more interesting or whatever. I just it was it was very jarring to me because I legitimately didn't know that it was that much of a difference. So, yeah, when they came on the screen, I was like, what the fuck? Like, those are just dudes. Like, just dudes being guys.
0: Yeah, there's a very brief address of the difference in the the next thing that we're going to watch. Yeah. But it's not really explained. Yeah, I'm not
1: really expecting it to be. Because, again, I don't think there is an explanation you could come to on this
0: one. There really isn't. And on that note, we're going to jump right into Trials and Tribulations. Yes, we are. Join with us, listeners. Watch along. Or don't. We. It's oh, time. wait.
1: Uh, <clears throat> on our new thing that we do now, um, I'm going to go get this uh, Trouble with Tribbles. Definitely a watch.
0: Agree. Yeah,
1: watch this one. Agree. Uh,
0: this one rocked. <laughs> intoxication I have been drinking alcohol since we started whatever we're doing and now I am intoxicated on alcohol
1: Um I mean I feel like you're taking this project exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken so agree
0: that's, that's good Um so uh, did you have any problems with not knowing who the Deep Space Nine characters were?
1: So, I'm glad you brought that up because I have, I have um, I've given them all names. <laughs> Good. Um, so, there's Captain Obama. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's what appears to be a several centuries old body hopping parasite who's also an incredibly horny woman. Yep, Um, that's Dax. Yeah, so I horny girl for short. Um, There's Worf. Yep. Um, There's a guy that I called No Fun Guy.
0: Um, That's O'Brien.
1: No, no, it's the guy with the face that's incapable of experiencing fun.
0: Oh, Bashir. Oh, no, it's Odo, Odo.
1: Yeah, Odo, I think. Yeah, and then... And then, yeah, O'Brien and and Bashir, um, collectively, because they never do anything without each other, um, I just call them the guys being dudes.
0: They are best friends.
1: Yeah, and they're guys being dudes in this episode, which I love to see because what are we doing right now if not being guys being dudes?
0: We're we're guys being dudes, bro. We're guys being dudes. Dudes rock. Um, So, yeah,
1: those are basically all the characters in this episode except for, like, the girl on the ship. Um, who
0: just exists to like beam them
1: up and down? So
0: I love the um, the the relationships between the characters because we're 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 season five of DS Nine here. Yeah, I know.
1: I was it was kind of like, oh, I'm supposed to know how all these characters relate
0: to each other already, and I don't. Yeah, you don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, Dax drops a joke on the time cop guys early on where she's like yeah you guys are always on time sick joke sick well joke. also she like
1: like basically just like winks at them like like she's just horny just from the fucking gate
0: she's awesome dude she's yeah, no, I awesome like her. I yeah.
1: fucking love Jadzia yeah I like her a lot uh, <laughs> but yeah no so my first so my first three notes
0: spoilers for you Jadzia is Worf's future wife okay just so you know I, I mean I wasn't
1: expecting that I was gonna get to marry her someday or anything like, no
0: I just uh, it, you, you don't know anybody in this show and that's it, it's it's not played super hard they don't, hard in this they don't interact
1: at all in this episode N-
0: not much she talks about him a little bit.
1: Okay, but she also talks about every man um, that wanders into her field of vision. So yeah.
0: she is a thirsty bitch.
1: Yeah. So my first three notes are time cop exclamation point, um, and then orbs exclamation point, and then surgically altered Klingon exclamation
0: point. Yeah. So the episode starts strong. Um, so the actor that I, I don't think anybody who hadn't just watched the original series episode would have had any fucking possibility of of catching this, but that's the same actor. The that's the actor who plays the whatever disguised Klingon in yeah,
1: which he's aged very well. Yeah, um, he looks great. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, great uh, job, good dude, for him. Why did keep working as a character actor and also age gracefully. Um, There's also a few like jokes in here, which we'll probably get to later that like you would not get unless you had just watched that original episode. There's one in particular that I really want to get to because I forgot to talk about it on the last segment. Is it the one about wharf bathing? No, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird line reading that, that uh, uh, Shatner did in the first episode that uh, Captain Obama does like a sort of mirrored version of and it's just like who is this for other than me in 2020 <laughs> doing this project <laughs> which 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 one is it so when uh when Kirk first gets onto the space station and the government guy is like uh we need we need to talk about these storage compartments. Shatner does for some reason his reaction to that is to go. Storage compartment. Storage compartment. Oh fuck, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> we didn't talk about that and yes, yeah, no. Uh, keep going. Keep going. And then later on when they when they
1: realize that the bomb is in the storage compartment, Captain Obama says, "Storage compartment, storage compartment."
0: And it's like, who is this Easter egg for? Who? <laughs> it's for us. That is a yeah. Special no, I gift love it for I, you and me. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it really does it's feel great. like
1: they felt they felt like somebody would do this someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah because yeah we didn't talk about that but in that scene in the original series episode and it's not just storage compartment he he does it a couple of times like two or three times in that scene where he repeats himself immediately and it's so fucking weird but yeah i i I noticed that too in in the the ds9 watch yeah it's it's great i love it i really love it yeah
1: it's really good it's very funny um yeah, like, the repeating himself, like, he's clearly trying to convey that he's, like, confused and frustrated by the situation that he's in. But, like, that's not how anybody is when they're confused and frustrated. I don't think. Not that I'm aware um, of. Yeah. But that that little echo... There's also an echo of, of when Dex, like, does the same shit that fucking Spock does where she gets yeah. the number exact. But, the, but that one's, like... They like nail that beat on that one because they're like later on he says it and they're like exchange a look and it's like oh cute yeah but that storage compartment one like if you hadn't just watched it and been like that was fucking weird as shit why did you do that there's no way you would ever grasp grab that like
0: (laughs) I I agree the other so the the thing that I appreciate about how the uh, DS nine episode deals with the time travel part is they don't like, they don't try to explain it. They're just like, it's fucking temporal energy. And now we're in the past.
1: Yeah. There's fucking don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: Because who cares? Yeah. Because because who cares? It doesn't matter. And, um, I love the fact. Yeah. I love the way that Dax deals with it. Um, they they just this episode and this is this is uh props to the producers they do a really good job of just matching the original series episode like yeah. the way that it cuts together it's it's really well done
1: yeah no it's it's really good it's it's an ambitious choice to make certainly and they do have to have a scene where they're like Worf why does why do the Klingons look nothing like you. Right, um, and Warp's like I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, basically, he like they they throw out some like hypotheses, and he's just like we don't talk about it to outsiders. Warp, you weren't raised in the community. It doesn't
0: internet. <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, one of the things that stood out to me that I thought was really funny is that for some reason uh Worf and Odo are the two people who drew the uh Cyrano Jones outfit card in the, <laughs> in the costume lottery well I kind of get why Worf got it
1: because actually I get why both of them got it now that I'm thinking about it because Worf got that hat which disguises his features a little bit yeah um even though apparently he's in a time where Klingons don't look like that um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i think i think that's why it's like
0: you're not gonna pass for human um, no no they not definitely neither of them were gonna pass for human but yeah. it's just like they they're both wearing the exact same weird f- fucking yeah. holds a bunch of shit jacket, yeah, trash bag full of pockets yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. <laughs> so, um i love that we get the uh dr Bashir pussy magnet Uh, moment on the (laughs) on the turbo lift with his grandma (laughs) with his grandma (laughs) that's so good
1: uh it's so good yeah no this this show is so much more (laughs) like has so much more of a grad when did this
0: show air this feels like an early to like mid-aughts kind of show uh ds9 aired well, so uh, TNG started in 87, so ran through 94. So DS9 ran, like, 91 or 92 through, uh, like, the late 90s. Okay. So, yeah, DS9 ended in the late 90s.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, it definitely it feels more like they have a grasp on how to make shows.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, acting is way better for everybody you don't i don't think there's a single moment with any of the characters in this episode where i was like that's not a thing a person would do
1: yeah no not really
0: yeah it all holds up
1: yeah and like and the the beats that are supposed to be comedic are actually comedic like there's no there's no jokes that just completely fall flat on their fucking face like every joke we've seen in next generation so far
0: or alternately, there's not any moments that are supposed to be totally serious where you're like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't <laughs> do that stupid. either. Yeah, no, it's
0: it's a it's a harder show to make fun of, but you're right
1: that it is more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, now I I honestly feel that Deep Space Nine is a better show than uh, Next Generation, especially with especially. What we've seen so far, and honestly, you just having seen one episode of, of Deep Space Nine, uh, it's a better show. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh But yeah, Dax is a thirsty bitch, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm
1: almost... I mean...
0: And I've, that... The that quarantine...
1: Fl- quarantine might be driving me a little bit insane but i i i pretty i i have a crush on that character now
0: she's Uh, awesome
1: yeah she's very attractive first of all yeah and she seems like she's she's a lot she's a hoot she seems like she's a lot of fun she's Um, fucking
0: fantastic and and yeah i've already told you i haven't
1: touched another human being in like four weeks so you know
0: um and so we're pretty close we're this episode is in season five of deep space nine um We're pretty close to the point where they actually hook up. And Dr. Bashir, who is uh, his own grandpa. um, I don't think he actually is his own grandpa. He's not. It's not in this episode. (laughs) It's not there. But he has a hardcore crush on Dax from like episode one of this series of Deep Uh. Space Nine. Um, And we're getting close to the point where Dax and Worf eventually hook up. And Bashir, who is the doctor of Deep Space Nine, has to treat Dax's wounds from their all of their Oh yeah, energy. you have told me. Yeah, you've yeah. told me this. <laughs> it's from her fantastic. getting her back blown out. <laughs> yeah. It's marvelous. I love it so much. Um uh, that we sucks. talked about it in our uh, in, in talking about the the original series episode, but the the fist fight in the whatever galley, uh, still awesome. Yeah, it still, was still awesome. Really and they good. get in it. I was so I was so hyped when they got in it. It was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was very hyped about that.
0: Yeah, and pro- like props to the editors and the producers and everybody for intertwining like the way that they managed to intertwine this episode with that original series episode, it it just, it works really well. Fucking good job. Yeah. That's all I got to say about it. Absolutely. Um, Uh, Yeah. And yeah, good job. Good job to Dax for counting tribbles the same way Spock did. Yep. Also shut Um, the fuck up. But did you have a feeling about, uh, because the last Kind of moment of the Deep Space Nine episode was all of a sudden there's tribbles on Deep Space Uh, Nine. Yeah. That seemed like a problem. Yeah, they seem like a problem. Like, they're bad.
1: Yeah. It seems like they're also like Worf's got to be having a real fucking hard time with that. Yeah. Situation. situation. Um,. But yeah, it seems like there's got to be, I don't know, like as cute as they are, if they were that much of a problem, you would just have some kind of like, like pesticide, right? Yeah,
0: you need to murder that thing.
1: Yeah, you just need to guess. Yeah. You just yeah, need to bug bomb the space station. I know they're cute, but no, the, you the, can't have that going on.
0: They are like, super cute, no. but they are also a thing that can reproduce Ooh. themselves on an exponential scale, every twelve hours, right? They're a problem. Yeah. Yes, they are. Um. I'm gonna give both of these episodes a watch, though. Yeah, I think you should do them.
1: Uh, you should do them back to back, like we just did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think um, they are both individually worth worth watching and I think that uh, watching them back to back I honestly one of the things that I considered in in pitching this idea to you was I wish that somebody would just edit them together I think that would be super cool yeah I mean <clears throat> yeah like a fan cut
1: yeah yeah like we're it'd just be like a little bit longer but you'd get to like the events of both
0: yeah Yeah, I don't know how that worked, because they kind of happen on the same time frame. Well, and the DS9 episode definitely gives away the, I guess, twist, if you want to call it that, that, you know, that that one dude is actually a Klingon.
1: I mean, I actually
0: was surprised by that twist. Oh, good. Or not like surprised, I mean, I wasn't like
1: blown away or anything, but it like, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't like... No,
0: that's that's a good twist then
1: yeah yeah and i was like oh shit it's that guy all right uh all
0: right, well in that <clears> case <throat> i would say watch the the uh original series episode first just all the way through and then watch the ds9 episode
1: i mean we've already given away the twist in this podcast but um
0: true but whatever yeah whatever well that's it listeners yep that's all i got We'll see you next time when I figure out another way to make Jack spend an unreasonable amount of time watching Star Trek. Yep. It's going to be a movie next time. Yeah, I was wondering when we're going to get around to watching the movies. Yeah, it's going to be a movie. Yeah. My favorite... Fuck it. I'm just going to announce it now. Our next bonus (laughs) content... Is going to be me making Jack watch Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, which is awesome. And Jack is going to like it or hate it. I don't know. We'll see. But whatever. Good night, listeners. Yeah, good night. Uh, stay
1: safe. Live long and prosper. That's the thing from this
0: show, right? Perfect.